Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, thank you, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll-free, our number is 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of this program, uh, former President Donald J. Trump, he will join us uh, coming up later in the program today. Greg Jarrett, we're going to go over all the new developments as it relates to the Biden family syndicate. We have a ton of news on all of this. Then we have the issue, of course, of the IRS whistleblower, uh, then the question about the AG Merrick Garland and whether or not he ran interference for the Biden family, especially Hunter Biden. Uh, then we keep hearing, even in the mainstream media, uh, that charges against zero experience Hunter could be imminent. Even the day that his father announced that he's running for reelection, it was the most pathetic announcement I've ever seen in my life. It was it was pre-recorded and it was just god awful. And, well, why did they pre-record a, hey, I'm I'm running for re-election message? Because he can't do it effectively in front of a crowd. That's why. It's that simple. What do I keep saying? He's weak, he's frail, and he's a complete cognitive mess. So um, it's not even worth playing, to be honest. And yes, Kamala will be on the ticket. Big shocker there. Um, but we are, you know, really, really deteriorating very quickly as a country. And we better get our act together. Uh, I am really thinking that this this is a tipping point. I don't know how bad this is going to get between now and January of 2025. That's assuming that the Republican candidate wins. And by the way, that is getting harder. That's why I keep harping on the resistance, the reluctance that some people have towards uh, early voting or voting by mail, uh, the resistance of the Republican Party to get in the game of legal ballot harvesting, especially in these swing states. Uh, the hardened positions of candidates on the issue of abortion is killing the Republican Party, especially in swing states. We saw that in Wisconsin with the, you know, double digit win of the Supreme Court justice that tipped the balance of power to the left in Wisconsin. That's not good. This is happening everywhere. You want to know why Doug Mastriano lost by a record number of per percentage of the vote to a non-incumbent? Uh, the largest margin since the 1940s because he didn't even have exceptions for rape, incest, or the mother's life. Now, I'm not talking about abortion on the in the moral sense. I mean, if you believe in the sanctity of life, if you're pro-life, that's fine, but it's not where the country is. And we were seeing this in election results. Doug Mastriano dragged down the entire Pennsylvania ticket. I mean, it was a disaster for Republicans. He didn't have exceptions for rape, incest, mother's life. Tudor Dixon, same thing. She would have been a great candidate in in Michigan. She would have been a great governor. Um, I like her personally, but the tape was out there of her saying that, and they just beat the crap out of it. And Democrats now are trying to exploit that as their number one issue. Democrats don't run campaigns like Republicans. Republicans run campaigns based on ideas. They think they can go out to fairs and public gatherings and meet people and shake hands and kiss babies and and do take selfies and do press avails and do town halls and answer questions and they think that'll get them over the finish line 
or Linda in football, we would call her crossing the what? The plane. You got plane. it. What does that mean? Okay. Uh, we'll yeah. do this bit later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason. We've been there, done that before. It hasn't worked out well. Um, so that's what's that. That's why I keep talking about these things. Um, we're not going to talk so much politics with President Trump today. I'll explain it in a little bit. But um, let me just tell you where we are. We have a lot on the Biden family syndicate that we're going to get into today. There are reports now, even in the mainstream media, that it looks like Hunter Biden could be charged. It could be imminent. He could be indicted. They're talking about four charges and two would be felonies, one lying on a gun application, a second felony for tax evasion and then numerous misdemeanor uh, tax evasion penalties. This is all the low-hanging fruit. I'm not buying any of this because now we're learning from James Comer in the House Oversight Committee, and we're learning from Jim Jordan in the Judiciary Committee that this runs far deeper than Hunter Biden and taxes, and I'll get into that in a second. Um, Let me just tell you, even the New York Times, now, Linda, think about this. They're calling on Joe Biden to take a cognitive test. Joe Biden didn't make a traditional announcement that he's running for re-election for one reason. His team knows what a cognitive mess he is. They didn't have confidence in his ability to make an announcement that would be effective. So they taped it in the basement, I guess, of the White House or wherever the hell they taped the thing. But in a really stunning opinion piece uh, in the New York Times today, the entire Times editorial board is urging Joe Biden to come clean with the American people about how his advanced age is has impacted his physical and mental abilities. The Times says, quote, Biden's cognitive abilities are something that he should discuss publicly and also demonstrate to the voters who expect the president to reflect the nation's strength. If he runs again, the time adds, quote, Mr. Biden will need to provide explicit reassurance to voters. Many of them have seen family members decline rapidly in their 80s. Now, don't look now, but when the Times demands that Joe Biden, quote, provide explicit reassurance to the voters about cognitive abilities, uh, they're calling on him to take that cognitive test that Donald Trump aced, you know, four years ago. He passed it with flying colors. Anyway, a few more highlights from the uh, New York Times editorial board. It says candidates shouldn't pretend, as Mr. Biden often does, that advanced age is not an issue. Mr. Biden is now 80, the oldest American to serve as president. And even supporters, including David Axelrod, you know, he worked for Obama, have expressed deep worries that his age will both be a political liability in 2024 and a barrier to a successful second term. If Mr. Biden runs again, as he recently said he intends to and announced today, uh, questions will persist about his age until he does more to assure voters that he's up to the job. He's not up to the job. We don't need any more evidence. We don't even really need the cognitive test. If you just watch this guy on a daily basis, you'll simply determine that he's not up to the job. Now, concerns about age, both in terms of fitness for office and being out of touch with the movement are legitimate. Voters have every right to ask questions about the medical condition of a candidate that wants their support. Biden's most recent health summary released February 16th described him as a healthy, vigorous 80 year old man who is fit to successfully execute the duties of the presidency. 
Well, his cognitive abilities went unmentioned. Now, that's something that he should discuss publicly. Also, demonstrate to the voters who expect their president to reflect the nation's strength. I mean, they're right on the money. I can't believe it. Now, here's how corrupt the Democratic Party is. It gets worse. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on politics. I've debated him before, and he is now going to primary Joe Biden. He might do far better than people expect. Um, he was very outspoken about the vaccine and, and COVID and COVID policy. I give him credit for that. Um, but he, I think he's against most vaccinations, isn't he, Linda? He's more in your area. Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely somebody who's asking more questions than blanketly sticking things in the room that the government says to do. Okay, yeah. so I give him credit when credit is due. Uh, he declared his candidacy. for the. He, he's running in the Democratic primary for president last week and then slammed the Democratic National Committee. He said if they have rigged the primary system. He said the DNC at this point has taken the official position that there will be no debates, and I think it's unfortunate, he said, and I think what the DNC did to New Hampshire is also unfortunate. In other words, New Hampshire historically has been the first primary state um, uh, for the Democrats and Republicans, the Iowa caucus, then the New Hampshire primary, then you head down to South Carolina. And if you remember, Joe Biden was in a mess uh, in 2020 uh, because he didn't do well in New Hampshire and Iowa, and he was heading into South Carolina and if James Clyburn didn't come out so hard for him, he's a very popular, I disagree with his position, but he's a very popular political figure in South Carolina, he would not have gotten the nomination. Anyway, Ke- Kennedy's saying this is ridiculous. Now, why is Joe Biden, why is the DNC not allowing Joe Biden to debate Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Because they know he will lose. They know he's not capable of it. You know, there have been two recent interviews with President Trump, of three actually, one with me, one with Tucker, and one with the great one, Mark Levin. Now, I could tell you because I sat there with him for an hour and a half, and his he's so sharp, he's so on target, he's so aware of, of issues of the day, he could literally talk for nine hours and not stop. I mean, he's, he's that cognitively aware. I'll give you another example. I'm not a fan of Bernie Sanders. But Bernie Sanders sounds exactly like he sounded 10 years ago, and I think he's older than Joe Biden. And by the way, just to add insult to injury, a new ABC News poll is finding 70% of Americans are ready to dump Joe Biden. They don't want him. He's now announced his re-election campaign, but 7 in 10 Americans, including half of Democrats, don't want him to run for a second term. Why? Because they see that he's not up to the job. You know, people are asking me, well, what's going to happen in 2024? I my prediction is the economy's still going to be an absolute mess, a total wreck because of his energy and economic policies. He's not doing anything to change it. The borders will still be wide open. He will still have us energy dependent on countries that hate our guts. And those countries are raising prices, limiting the supply, raising prices that raises profits for them. That's OPEC. That's Venezuela. It'll soon, I guess, be Iran, too. That's the reason that Vladimir Putin is so rich. And you've got this whole new axis of evil emerging. And, you know, if if a spy balloon is over the U.S. uh, sent by China and intelligence sent back in real time, what are the consequences? Nothing. If Russia takes out a drone, a multi-million dollar drone from the sky, 
What are the consequences for Putin and Russia? Nothing. Well, he's not up to the job to be president. 70% is a big number of people that don't want him to run again. So anyway, he releases this video today, which is also ridiculous. The video is entitled Freedom. And then, of course, MAGA Republicans were, was in there. January 6th was in there. Uh, then the lie about, you know, abortion and cutting Social Security and, and banning the right to vote. These are all lies that Democrats tell every election season. And anyway, you know, the guy that, what, had thousands of people fired for not wanting an ineffective vaccine, as it turns out, or targeting your Second Amendment rights or subverting the First Amendment with big tech censorship. You know, a guy involved, his family involved in in huge, massive business deals that he might have benefited from. We'll find out soon enough. Financially a four our, our number one, number two, geopolitical foes. OK, that's what he's running on. And he's going to they are telegraphing now that he's going to run the same campaign he ran last time. Last time, at least he had the excuse of covid. Well, that's not a problem anymore. So what's going to prevent him from running a traditional campaign, except that they'll hide him in the basement again. Then on top of that, he's got Hunter headaches. And by the way, it's going to be a lot deeper than what we hear that Hunter is going to be indicted for. And by the way, that 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 that, these indictments may happen the very week that Joe made the announcement today that he's running for a second term. You know, but I mean, we're still we still have wide open borders. We're still energy dependent. We still have China on the march. We have China now creating an axis of evil and he's not lifting a finger to do anything. By the way, Marianne Williamson joined RFK Jr. slamming the DNC for no debates. That is a despicable I, that that's about as undemocratic as it gets. And they're all doing it to protect Joe Biden because they know he's a, a cognitive mess. It's unreal. Uh, anyway, we've got a lot to get to today, including the Biden family syndicate. We've got new news and information we'll pass on to you. 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program.